0: Today on Cinematic Sound Radio. It's our top 10 countdown of my favorite scores of 2020. This is part one of a two-part episode. On the program today, you'll hear selections from Austin Wintory, Thomas Clay, Dan Romer, Ralph Ingemeier, and John Powell. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for tuning in to the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, which begins now.
1: Since 1996, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
0: Welcome to the show. Thanks again for taking the time out of your busy life to listen to the program. I really do appreciate that. And if you like what you hear, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and a review on your favorite podcatcher. We really do appreciate the support. Today is Cinematic Sound Radio's annual Favorite Scores of the Year Show This is part one of a two-part countdown of my favorite scores from 2020. It was a rough year, not only for us medically, but the movie industry took a serious hit. Films were postponed or sent to streaming platforms. The big tentpole films tried to open up in the summer when they could, yet no one really went because of the health concerns, and rightfully so. However, that doesn't mean that films were dead and there weren't any great scores from film, TV, and video games released in 2020 because we actually got some dandies and I'm extremely happy to share with you my favorites over the next two shows. Before we jump into the program, I want to offer this disclaimer. It's the same one I recite every year during these programs. The scores I'm gonna present for you are my favorites. They're obviously not your favorites. I'm sure my favorites are very different than yours, but if my favorites happen to correspond with yours, then you get bonus points in my book. I've also evaluated each of these scores in and out of context, if possible. Scores have to first serve their film, television, or game. That, of course, is the primary purpose of media music, However, and this is something that I live by, and it might not be your mantra, but a truly great score also functions as great music away from the film. I learned that little bit of advice from the great Alex North. And uh, the quote that I reference from Alex North is actually on the banner on Cinematic Sound Radio's Facebook page. So enjoy the commentary and the music and with that let's get started in at number 10 is music from fanny lie delivered with music composed by thomas clay this is a british period drama set in 1657 and was written and directed by thomas clay it actually premiered in october of 2019 um, in film festivals after more than three years in post-production, but made a wider release schedule in 2020. Director Thomas Clay also serves as the composer of the film, and according to the IMDb, his last work as a composer was in 2001 on a film called Motion, which he directed as well. Visually, the film has a 70s kind of feel to it, and The music was written in the same sort of mold. Clay expands more in this scifinow.co.uk interview. Quote, Film scores these days tend to be more in the background or using different instrumentation. To have more leitmotif in the score is not so common. I guess because of that, it became difficult to find the right composer, and during that time, the idea started to pop into my head, the themes and the music. So, by the time we did find potentially someone who could do it, we came to the conclusion that I should just do the score myself. End quote. Clay has studied music in university, but hadn't really written anything for almost two decades. But for some reason, this particular film called to him, and he essentially had to answer that call. The score is leitmotivic based. There are numerous themes for different ideas and moods in the film. Not specifically for characters, although those melodies do stick with the character. Now while filming, he already knew that he was going to write the music, so there were specific sequences where he knew the music was going to do more of the dramatic heavy lifting. He filmed those sequences for the music, hence why the music is so freeing and in the forefront, but not in an overbearing way, the way a certain big-budget sci-fi blockbuster did this past year. I digress. Anyway, this is a fantastic score for Orchestra in Voices. The finale cue is an absolute stunner. There are marches, deeply dramatic cues. It's an oppressive score that hopefully leads to more composing work for Clay, and if not, then I hope he makes his next film as fast as possible so he can score that one as well. This is a fantastic, I'm going to say debut effort, because this really has brought Thomas Clay to the forefront. This is my number 10 score of 2020. Benny Lie delivered. From the original motion picture soundtrack to Fanny Eli Delivered with original score composed by Thomas Clay. That's my number 10 score of 2020. And the original soundtrack recording can be found on the pullback camera label.
1: This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods.
0: In at number 9 is music from the film Wendy, with original score composed by Dan Romer and Ben Zeitlin. This is a fantasy drama directed by Ben Zeitlin. The film was intended to be a reimagining of J.M. Barrie's Peter Pan story. Now, Romer and Zeitlin have their fans. And a few years ago, their score to Beasts of a Southern Wild was a fan favorite, even though I never really warmed up to it. So when I heard Wendy, I really wasn't expecting to love the score as much as I ultimately did. It's an eclectic score for orchestra, subtle electronics, and a slew of bizarre solo instruments and percussive devices. The score is lyrical, with lots of youthful energy and playfulness. And this is what Tan Romer and Ben Zietland had to say about the score. Quote, The Lullaby. That was our starting point. We knew the bones of the score were going to be a lullaby of sorts, the songs that a mother sings to a child. So there were two central lullabies, the one Wendy's mom sings to her and the one, the mythic mother, sings to the lost boys. These two melodies were the framework, and then we wanted to bring new, frantic, youthful energy to the score. Things that felt like you tossed a kid in a room full of garbage and orchestral instruments, what would they do with it? End quote. The tale of Peter Pan seems to bring out the best in composers. Think John Williams's Hook, Joel McNeely's Return to Neverland, James Newton Howard's Peter Pan, Benjamin Walfish's Peter Pan stage music, and of course, Oliver Wallace's original score for the Disney animated classic. These scores, however, are purely orchestral, and yet what Romer and Zeitlin have done here is capture the magic of those other scores, yet manage to express that Using their own unique style and inventive orchestrations. Sadly, the film failed to find an audience, and while the film was bold with its visual style, the story it was trying to tell ultimately failed. But you can't say the same thing about this score, which did its best to elevate the story, bring together all the elements of the story into something coherent. Unfortunately, the film let them down. Even though the film wasn't great, the score is still fantastic, and scores like this should be rewarded. This is my number nine favorite score of 2020, Wendy, with original music by Dan Romer and Ben Zeitlin. from my number nine favorite score of 2020 that's wendy with original score composed by dan romer and ben zeitlin and the original soundtrack recording is available on milan records bringing you the
1: very best music for film tv and video games this is the cinematic sound radio network
0: This is the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. My name is Eric Woods. I really hope you're enjoying the program today. We are counting down my favorite scores of 2020. This is part one of a two-part program. We're counting down scores 10 through to 6. We'll have 5 through to 1 on the next episode. In at number 8 is music from The Call of the Wild with original music composed by John Powell. This is a family adventure film based on Jack London's 1903 novel of the same name. This film is directed by Chris Sanders. In his live-action directorial debut, it's his first film without a co-director. The film was written by Michael Green and stars Harrison Ford. Chris Sanders has had an incredible career. He's either uh, written or directed or been part of the animation department on such films as The Rescuers Down Under. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Toy Story, Mulan, Lilo and Stitch, the How to Train Your Dragon series. He directed the first How to Train Your Dragon, The Croods, Lilo and Stitch. And so, as I said, this is his first live action film. However, the strange part about the film was the overuse of CGI for uh, the animals, including the main character, Buck, who just didn't feel like he was rendered properly. The dog didn't move naturally, so of course you get into that uncanny valley where it becomes more of a distraction. The film also sunk at the box office. It lost close to 100 million dollars. However, the score was a success. Coming off a decade where he would write some of the very best film music to ever grace the silver screen, For the How to Train Your Dragon films and Solo A Star Wars Story, John Powell's 2020 debut score for Call of the Wild just continues that incredible run and quality. Powell's no stranger to this genre and gifts the film with numerous memorable melodies, thrilling action, and an epic scope with quieter moments given more of a folksy, bluegrass-style writing for guitars, flutes, banjos, fiddles, accordions. You name the folk instrument, I'm sure Powell used it in the score. Here's what John Powell actually had to say about the score himself. Quote, I must admit, I do tend to love it when I can be joyful, and there are a few moments like that. There's a moment when the dog Buck has learned to be a sled dog for the first time. I think I managed to nail what I felt about the transition from being a newbie in a team to actually being part of a team that's really working. Then there's a cue a little bit later on after Buck has fought Spitz and has taken over the sled and is now the leader. Again, the joy of that as he takes off and realizes that he has this and everyone respects him. Those are the moments when you're writing and you get that kind of Twinge of this gives me joy. End quote. This is just a wonderfully executed film score in the grand tradition of other epic adventure scores. It tells a story, it hits emotional targets, it sets a time, a place just by listening to it on its own and understands the language of film and what it needed to succeed in the picture and outside of it. This is classic. John Powell, and it's my number eight favorite score of 2020. This is the call of the wild. What a sweet. What a score. Music by John Powell from The Call of the Wild. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Hollywood Records.
1: From Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods.
0: In at number seven, on my countdown of my favorite scores of 2020, and uh, you're going to have to excuse my German. Uh, I'm doing my best here, folks. <laughs> so sorry ahead of time. Uh, the film's called Jim Knopf und Wilde The original score for the film was composed by Ralph Wingenmeyer. And uh, this is a great surprise to me i enjoyed the first score in this series very much but this second one uh i think really took it to the to the next step this is probably the empire strikes back of, of this of the series uh, concerning scores and i'm sure you all know what that means uh, so i mean if you feel that the traditional sound of the symphonic film score is dying which isn't true then may i suggest this score as a remedy for those thoughts this is about as sweeping lyrical colorful adventurous imaginative whimsical action-packed swashbuckling of a film score that you're going to hear all year and if you live in germany you will recognize the lumberland theme immediately which was written for the 1960s version of the story other themes are introduced and floated in and out of each cue so very effortlessly. Composer Ralph Wingenmeyer, who wrote the music for the first film in the series, is, is back for this second film. And, it was, and I just had just this joyous, warm, happy feeling come over me when listening to the score. And in addition to the superb orchestral material... He inserts a a chorus, and that just adds to the score's majesty. And look, if you enjoy similar swashbuckling efforts like the ones written by Korngold, Waxman, Newman, Debney, and John Williams, then this one will reward you with the same feelings you get when you listen to anything written by those great composers. The digital release of this score features two... Extremely lengthy suites, which presents all of the major thematic ideas into two perfectly arranged tracks that could essentially serve as the end credit material or a concert work of the film score, and those are the two tracks we're going to play for you today. This is a really, really lengthy suite, but I just feel like, out of all the scores that we're going to play on this program, I think this one really deserves uh, your time and for us to play. A little bit more than what we have from the other ones. Uh, this isn't a very big film. I'm really not sure about its uh, worldwide appeal or uh, how it's been released outside of Germany. But if you can uh, just support the composer as well by picking up the soundtrack. Again, this is Jim Knopf und Wilder Treitschin with original score composed by Ralph Wingenmeyer. Enjoy. Music from my number seven favorite score of 2020, Jim Knopf und 13, with original score composed by Ralph Wingenmeyer. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Ratside Records. I highly recommend you pick it up. Again, remember, the two tracks that we just played for you are available only on the digital release. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound
1: Radio Network.
0: Well, we've sadly come to the end of yet another edition of The Flagship Show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And before we go, of course, we're going to present for you my sixth favorite score of 2020. And this comes from our first video game score, one of two. So there is one better than this, although after I read what I've written here, you, you, you might wonder why this one is not the head of the other one, but all these scores are great. So we're now going to play music from The Pathless, with original score by Austin Wintery. It's an action-adventure video game played from a third-person perspective. In the game, the player controls the hunter who must find a way to lift the curse on the island where it lives. The hunter is a master archer, and she must use her bows and arrows to shoot talesmen scattered throughout the world, which will fill the hunter's dash meter and allow her to swiftly navigate the game's world. She's also accompanied by an eagle companion, which can carry the player while flying. Again, um, another disclaimer here, and I think you all know this, or people who have listened to this program for the many years know that I'm, I'm not a gamer. However, when I hear a game score that I like, I will watch game footage. I've watched game footage of The Pathless. It's, it's marvelous. And I also do that so I can hear the score in context. The score, equally marvelous. Written by, I don't know how many more adjectives I can say about this composer. Austin Wintery is playing in a league of his own. The Pathless is another example of his outside-of-the-box thinking and musical genius. This score is just so expansive and beautifully lyrical. It's a score that is a mix of traditional orchestra, heavy percussion, and exotic solo instruments, and extremely unique voices. Now, each boss in the game He's actually given a solo instrument that's attached to them. Like, and well, I mean, this is Austin Wintery we're talking about, so nothing is traditional about the selection. So instead of typical, like, horns and whatnot of the orchestra, he selects instruments like double bass, bamboo flute, bass clarinet, oud, which is um, an Arabic guitar. Those are the, the big instruments that are the musical signature of these bosses. Love it. Also, Winter utilized the sounds of Tuvan musicians, known as the Alish Ensemble. Now, while a lot of Austin Winter's music is meticulously written and recorded, he did something with this group, and I mean, many composers have done this, but he basically jammed with them and then he took that material and worked his written music around this jam session which included an instrument like the score or you know haunting throat singing by the way this isn't tibetan throat singing that kind of low range stuff although that's in there as well these performers are extraordinary and incredibly unique ridiculously talented the sounds that they can make just with their mouths is mesmerizing and otherworldly. I mean, at times you, you listen to these sounds and you can see videos of behind-the-scenes footage of, of the recording of this score and you see them performing, but it almost seems like these sounds are synthesized, just incredible sounds. As for the more traditional music, Wintry here has written some of the most ambitious, French horn writing I've ever heard. Maybe the best I've ever heard that wasn't from a John Williams score. And this type of writing features prominently in one of the cues of the year, Cernos. It's a six and a half minute barn burner of an action cue, written for one of the most thrilling sequences in the game. And if you get a chance after this program, just go onto YouTube, check out this sequence and just let it all envelop you. It's incredible. The Pathless ended up being one of the most detailed and ambitious scores Wintery has ever written. In total, there was three hours of music requiring performances of 104 musicians. It took three and a half years to complete. Austin Wintery, simply put, is one of the most exciting composers in any of the three media music categories, film, TV, and video games, working today. His innovative and unique musical textures, along with the utilization of odd instruments and a complete and utter mastery of the traditional symphonic world, truly sets him apart from almost every other composer working in the industry today. And not only is he a world-class composer, He's also an educator, a teacher, someone who opens up his world on YouTube and shares his gifts, talents and secrets so you can one understand the process and two if you are a composer to help you better your skills by watching him create. Wintery isn't just being innovative or different for different sake. He's crafting music that fits seamlessly and dynamically into the projects that he's working on while crafting some of the most incredible modern music these ears have ever heard. And to think, there was a time when his music never clicked with me. It's shameful, really, because I would be missing out on so many scores like Journey, Abzu, The Rendezvous, The Banner Saga, Erika, and now this, The Pathless, my sixth favorite score of 2020. I really hope you enjoy the music I have for you in the next few minutes. So that's it for today's program. Thanks again for tuning in. I really do appreciate you taking time to join me today. It means the world to me. And if you have any feedback on today's program, if you don't agree with my choices or agree with my choices, please leave a message on our website. Let us know how we're doing through your favorite podcatcher. Leave us a message on Twitter, Facebook, or you can email me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. So, until next time, take care wherever you are in the world, and happy listening. And now, here's The Pathless by Austin Wintory. I'm Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at SinSound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show. And write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to T Public to get a Cinematic Sound Radio T-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at CinematicSound.net.